Welcome to the DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, and this is going to be a little bit of a special and different episode. I was recently at Heavy Duty Aftermarket Week in Texas, and another person that we work really closely with is Jamie Irvine with the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to make the event, but he already had a podcast booth set up on the on the floor of the trade show. And I said, no problem, Jamie, you can't make it. I'll do your show for you, as long as we get to use the content as well on our platform. So this is a little bit of a crossover episode with the Heavy Duty Parts Report. So sit back, enjoy, and thank you for listening. We are at Heavy Duty Aftermarket Week here in Grapevine, Texas at the Gaylord Texan Hotel and Resort. Just a mammoth facility. We're on the floor. Literally, I'm staring out a window right now and people are staring back at us wondering <laughs> who are these guys talking and why are they here? But I am your host, uh, Tyler Robertson. Jamie Irvine, unfortunately, is unable to attend the show. He is up in Canada, COVID restrictions all these weirdness that goes on. Uh, But ironically, he booked a meeting for me to do this guest host with someone who lives in the same city as me back in South Carolina. (laughs) So with that, yeah, Robert Isherwood, uh, the CEO at AMBAC International. And you may have recognized Robert, you've been on my podcast and you've been also on episode 46 with Jamie as well. So, hey, welcome, welcome back to the Heavy Duty Parts Report and welcome to Grapevine, Texas. Yeah, thank you very much. This is cool. So have you guys done the in-person events or is this the first one or what this is the first time we've had the full crew here in the booth and everything yeah. else and, and so far it's been great you know I, I like the virtual events like that we do with you guys and other but there's something about being here you know that's yeah that's i like magic. i like him and I, I think it'll be a thing going forward too where it's we do a little virtual a little in person exactly. yeah. and we mix it up yeah. and Personally, I am just like done with Zoom at this point, and it's great to see people <laughs> face to face. So yeah. pleasure and, and thankful that you're here and everything. So let, let's just start with this. We're here sure. at HDAW, Heavy Duty Aftermarket Week. Yep. There's a lot of kind of co-events going on, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of discussions about the future of the trucking industry. Yeah. We got electrification, I'm diesel laptops, you guys make diesel injectors. Yep. We got robots driving trucks some point in the future. Yeah. Technology's changing in a lot of ways. What kind of trends are you guys seeing from, from your side of the equation? Oh, a lot, actually. You know, you can't really even, you know, watch the news or read the paper without seeing supply chain issues. And those are a lot of times they're talking about trucking when they're talking about supply chain and the ports and all that kind of stuff. And and then COVID-related issues and people-related issues. So those are the two big macro trends that we see a lot. And it's really impacting us in fuel injection in particular there's another trend going on and that is it's getting more and more complex to understand what used to be a relatively simple part you know it goes bad you put a new one in the engine right now it's not like that at all um there's a lot more kind of technical development happening and and i've had the pleasure of getting a tour of your place i've seen you guys literally on one end of the factory take a a block of aluminum and on the other hand comes out a fuel pump right yep it's really quite amazing you know what's going on there and as i've been talking to other people and obviously supply chain keeps coming up with Mm -hmm. everyone too uh and i I was joking i'm like you know the guy nobody knew about was the guy that was the procurement and purchasing department like nobody cared about that guy or gal no one no one knew what they really did things just showed up i gotta imagine now that's a pretty popular person inside a manufacturing company oh yeah and it's a you know it's a really it's a strategic resource i think but for us you know we're a u.s manufacturer so like and you've been to the plant so steel comes in on one end and fuel injectors go out the other end so a lot of the global supply chain issues that we've been seeing industry-wide 
haven't really impacted us as much, which is really pretty cool. So you're very fortunate. I, I mean, yeah. I know my company, right? Mm -hmm. And we import product from three countries yeah. and they were the first three hardest hit by COVID. Yeah. It was China, Italy, and Spain. Yeah. <laughs> like It's like boom, boom, boom. And we're like, man, I really wish we had stuff here. And yeah. some of what we make is like cables and we wanted to make them here. Mm -hmm. We couldn't find anybody. Like yeah. they, they couldn't like, well, we get the components from China. Like, well, sure. yeah. <laughs> what are, what are we so fixing here yeah. then? Right. So yeah, we're it, dead in the water. Right? It, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really great to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, another trend is electrification. I get asked this all sure, the time yeah. on diesel laptops. Again, mm -hmm. you sell diesel, diesel fuel injections. Yeah. Right. So does that start coming into your company's thought process at all of man, electrification, how we um, deal with this? Oh yeah, sure. And uh, my company has been around for over 110 years. So we currently manufacture a lot of diesel fuel injection systems. We manu manufacture other things as well, but we started in heavy duty engine components with magnetos and, and other products. And that's the key thing for us. We love fuel injection, but we, we are heavy duty people. I was a truck driver once. So we know that there is no future where there will not be farmers that need to bring in crops. There will not be farmers that need to distribute their crops to the, to the end user consumer. So that's our market. If it's fuel, great. If it's hydraulics, great. If it's electric, even better. And I think electrification brings a huge advantage to our industry because it's a different powertrain that applies very, very well to a different problem. Yeah, so it's good. It's good for everybody, I think. Yeah, you know, we keep saying the same thing too, because mm -hmm. I'm like, people are like, man, aren't you worried? I'm like, hey, here's the thing. I mm -hmm. was late to the diesel diagnostic game. Like, yeah. people literally had a decade, two decade head start on me. Sure, yeah. And I think I caught them pretty quick. And guess what? We all got equalized. <laughs> we're, right. we're all at day one. So now yeah. it's game on, right? Like yep. it's, it's a new it's a new playing field. The board get reset. Yep. Now we get to see what happens here. And I think mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. A lot of companies are looking at it like, man, there's there's opportunity here. There's mm -hmm. change. But there's oh, yeah. also there's also yeah, opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of manufacturers here, a lot of people here selling parts. Mm -hmm. And I, I said this on another podcast. I'm like, I've been shocked how many times as we're trying to set up our e-commerce and things we're doing, and we sure. talk to people and we're like, hey, show us your line card. And they're like, here it is. And we're like, where's where's your engine parts? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we don't do those. We I'm don't like, do those. What yeah. wait, how do you aftermarket and you want to compete yeah. against the dealers? But you don't do engine parts. Yeah. So yeah. explain to me how you're gonna do that. Like, yeah. you know, so you know. Why right now is it a good time if someone's listening to this that's not into our industry and selling sure. fuel injection components? Why, yeah. why would they get into it? Yeah, why would you start selling fuel injection yeah. components? Um, because when you have a customer walk in the door to a parts counter or something like that, they have a problem and you need to have an answer or they're going to someplace else. And so part of that portfolio of answer that you need to have is fuel injection. So to, it, it, it's really about protecting your customer relationship and, and doing the best thing for your customer. Now, it's hard to get into fuel injection, and that's what a lot of people look at, but they say, you know, heck, there's so many things, I gotta know a lot about a lot of stuff in order to do that. And there's hundreds of SKUs I gotta figure out how to stock and all that kind of stuff. So it's not easy. But we're seeing, you know, for one of our, one of our major customers, they had a lift of about $10,000 off fuel injection sales on their parts counters per counter. Yeah. Not a bad deal. It's, it's not a bad deal. So mm -hmm. your particular products, like how, how wide of a catalog or how, how deep is it? Do you guys have, yeah. I mean, no one's ever got hundred percent coverage on everything, right? But well, where, 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 maybe you guys do, I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious to know, like how, how, how covered, yeah. how much coverage can you give people if they work with Ambeck? Yeah. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, we have the broadest coverage of anyone in the business. 
And that is really something that we've spent the past three years developing. So we have a, a phenomenal catalog, a deep, deep amount of technical knowledge, aces and pies information, which is something that I know that people listening to your podcast have been educated about. Yeah. Um, so that is really a lot of the of, of the magic of why you would talk to AMBAC, um, because it's, a, it's in a sense, a one-stop shop. And so we can cover anything that moves down the road, basically, and most everything that moves over the ground. Well, I'm hearing you guys got wide coverage. Very I've been wide to your place. I, yeah. I've seen the. I mean, I physically have seen them made at yeah. your at your location. <laughs> I know right. the quality, and I know I've met so many people at your company on that tour, and I got yeah. to hear them talk and, and do different mm -hmm. things in the in the meetings. Sure, they they are passionate people at your company about this. Yeah, and again, American made. You don't find a lot of that anymore, and that yep. is a really big deal that people really need to look at because when things like this happen in the global supply chain, yeah. Really handy when someone in your backyard can still yep. manufacture and get your truck going. Yeah, we again. can actually make stuff. And and the team, so, uh, you know, we're in Made in the USA, but we're also employee owned. So and we're employee owned and open book managed using a, a system called the Great Game of Business. What that means is when you call up Heather, who's in customer service, or you talk to Dee, who's in technical support, you're talking to the guy who owns the company. Yeah, that's an important difference because they will do what they have to do to make sure you get back on the road. Well, and that's what they want. I'm gonna say this, this is for the audience listening. I literally did not know Robert. He's like, hey, come over to our place. Come to this come to this huddle <laughs> meeting. I'm like, okay. And I show up and I walk in and they got a big board and it's got, yep. it, it looked to me on the board on a whiteboard. I'm like, that looks like an income statement. And literally it was. And employees is, were yeah. calling out sales numbers and cost numbers and all these things. Yeah. I'm like, they just literally, I don't even know this guy or this company. Yep. And they just showed me what they made this week. Like I can do math here pretty quick. It was yep. a really cool thing. It's a really cool process you have. Yep. But I think that goes right into your employees. They're part of it. Like everyone, exactly. everyone says employees are part of our company. In your oh, case, really? they yeah. really, you they you really? actually work for them. I do. Yeah. 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 So I'm the CEO, but I was elected, right? I was, yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the main issues parts resellers face and how does that impact their ability to serve customers who own commercial trucks? Oh uh, yeah, that's a that's a huge one. And actually, you've seen this, and you know this better than I do. Finding the right part. Yeah. So something broke. Throw a code. I can figure out what the code is. Now what? I got to find that part, and I got to find the right cross references, and I got to find it. You know, oh, who's got inventory and all that. You got to call that's who has problem. it. When can I get it? What's the price? Oh, yeah, like yeah. It's, it, it's a nightmare. It's yeah, it's unbelievable. And when you think about it, you know, a commercial truck sitting on the side of the road waiting for a part is costing you, you know, I'll make up a number that's reasonable, two dollars a minute. Yeah. And the parts guys making phone calls. Yeah. What? In what, what year? World? What year are we in? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like, like a telegram over there or yeah. something too, or the carrier pigeon, right? Yep. Like it's it is absolutely insane that the amount of effort goes into a parts guy to go find yeah. one part. Isn't and here, here's the cruddy thing: that could be a ten dollar part they're going to mark up and make three or five bucks. Sure. Or it could be a thousand dollar part that they're going to make, you know, markup. Yeah. They lose money a lot of times just sourcing parts, trying to get them in there. Yep. And then if someone's actually got to deliver them there <laughs> or go pick them up. Like oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not a great process. Yeah. And it, it's amazing to me that that process has been really unaffected by the internet. <laughs> like it, yeah, it, it blows strange? my mind yeah. when I can yeah. order anything. I'm, I can order food and have it show up my house in 30 minutes. Yeah. I can, I can click a button and have Amazon drop a package off in two hours. Like yep. It, and we're still using the phones or we're having to drive somewhere and throw a part in the counter oh, yeah, to I figure know. it out. Yeah, it drives me crazy when I hear people like, I get a price and availability call. Like, well, first of all, you should know the price, you should know the availability, and you should know the inventory level before the part fails. Yeah, and, right? and I've said this too, like I worked at an OEM dealer. Mm -hmm. We use one piece of software to diagnose the truck, 
another yeah. piece of software to repair it, to yeah. figure out how to repair it, another piece of software to find out the part number, and another piece of software to order it. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing? And they're all complaining about, man, we got too much work in the shop. We can't get it all yeah. through. Or we're over, like, yeah, because we, we made the most convoluted process possible to, to do this thing, which That's right. yeah. it's okay. There's, there's a lot of companies trying to fix it. And I know part of the equation is companies like you trying to get the data right so yeah. that it can go yeah. quick and can get through yeah. that. Yeah, and we spent uh, three years, three, four years now working just on making sure the data is right because that it really becomes the, the backbone or the coin of the realm in this industry. Yeah. All right. I think we're in a software world at this point. We just need to realize that. We're, we're all in the software technology business, yeah. whether we whether we know it or not. Yeah. And it's definitely impacting all of our businesses. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, a negative way when the technology is not where it should be. And I can say that yeah. with a straight face in our industry of parts and procurement and looking at parts and already, it's not where it should be. It is not. And, and no. it, it is it is literally hurting us hard and yeah, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah. So We're in a national crisis over supply chain issues. Well, what if we can make our supply chain 1% more efficient? Yep. I, I talk about that all the time. Like we don't need we don't need big big changes. We need one percent changes, yeah. <laughs> and we'll we'll get there yeah. eventually. So a, another question for you here. Sure. So as I understand, what are what are the three pillars of aftermarket support you provide your distributors? So we provide inventory support, as we've talked about. You know, the supply chain is a big deal. Inventory, who's got the part? And so we have our very robust inventory, and we're very cautious and conscious, I should say, about analyzing your inventory to make sure we have the right level. So that's a big deal. And then training. So we provide training to our distributors and to our end use customers about the product. The product is complex and it's becoming more complex. And so you really need a partner that can provide all of that background bench depth information. And then we have support programs. For example, we have a very, very simple core management program. You know, in remanufacturing, core is the key. That's the that's you got to have the core. Back. You got to have the core back. <laughs> yeah. But for uh, you know the parts guys and the, and you know they don't need another complicated core management program. They need something simple. And so we have a very, very simple process and, and other support kinds of processes. Is really what we're trying to do is just get the part to the guy that's got a broken truck as efficiently and as quickly as possible. Yeah. So are you guys looking for more distribution and distributors at this point? Or are you guys okay with what you have? Or where, where are you guys on that front? Yeah. So the industry is changing once, once again. And so the distribution model, I think, that is evolving very rapidly. And so we're always interested in talking with the forward thinking um, distributors who are really, you know, proactive and, and getting ahead of the industry changes. We'd love to have a conversation. Yeah. No, that's great. So let me ask you another question here. What happens when you can't find the right part for a vehicle owner or a fleet? Like, yeah. like what, what, what nothing good. Then? Yeah. Yep. Nothing good. And, and that's really the crux of the matter is you gotta, you gotta truck down, you know, the drivers and, and I've been there is in a hotel for two or three weeks, trucks full of stuff. That's got to get somewhere. It's not happening. I mean, it gets really, really bad, really fast, very expensive. So say someone's listening to this, like, man, sure. you know what? I would love to sell Ambex injectors yeah. and, their, and their component trees that mm -hmm. they have. How big of a learning curve is it for them? Is is it is yep. it this, if they know nothing about injectors? I mean, injectors. I I really know nothing about. It. I worked at an OEM dealer. I just knew to mm -hmm. here's the, here's the here's the VIN and engine serial number. Yep. I can look it up. Oh, that's my part. Yep. It's here's different. I know it's different in the aftermarket world. Sure. How steep of a learning curve is this for these guys to, to take on a new product like you guys sell? It's not it's not as hard as it sounds, right? Um, and you can go to ambacinternational.com slash aftermarket and you can see some of our initial training videos and stuff like that. So you can get some background information before you even call. 
um, get some kind of context and understanding and then give us a call and we'll do a couple of trainings and we'll, do, we'll talk through some things, talk about your customer needs and build a program around your solution. So you can get there actually very, very fast. Well, like I said earlier, I've been to your place. I've, I've yeah. met you plenty of times, met your employees class operation that you have going on there uh you guys you guys really know what you're doing i know you're like us you just want to help people get their trucks back on the road quick as possible right i mean that's that's what we're all trying to do because you know what i know I don't want to hear my wife complain how we can't get certain groceries yeah. or certain things on the, at the table, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you hear it too from, from people you know. All the time, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it just frustrates me. And I have a lot of sympathy for you know the guy that's sitting on the side of the road because I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. So for people listening, you know, I didn't know you were a truck driver before. So like that, that I have a thousand questions there, but that, that's interesting. And we actually have uh, the camera crew that's helping us here at HDAW. Yeah. Tex isn't in here right now. I've had him on my podcast. He does the camera stuff and videos, yeah. but he was a truck driver as well. So it, yep. it's actually amazing how many people are in our uh, industry yeah. started somewhere in our industry yep. have kind of gone up through it. Yep. And I think that's a real advantage though, because sure. you know what they go through. Exactly. Right. That's you know, and your experience on the parts counter. So yeah. you know exactly the problem because oh. you've lived that problem. I, I got paid for 10 years to learn yeah. all the problems in the industry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So I was like, what an education. Yeah, that, yep. I, I, I could, man, that's like a reverse education. Maybe yeah. maybe <laughs> I was actually talking to one of my executives today. I'm like, you know what we should do? Mm-hmm. We should go find some repair shops around town and every new employee. I don't care if they're in accounting, yeah. sales, customer service mm-hmm. and just ask, can we just make them a service writer for two weeks just yeah. so they can experience yep. what it goes on here. Cause it's really hard to bring someone in outside our industry and be yeah. like, this is the problem. And you, you try to tell them like, this is the problem. Like, surely that's not a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, right. it, it, it is a problem. Cause they'll tell you it's, Hey, it's 2022. What do you mean? You have to call <laughs> for a price and availability. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Hey, what do you mean? They don't, they don't answer the phone right away. I got a, yeah. they, they got voicemail. Like, hey, welcome. <laughs> welcome to our world. To the, we, yeah, we got a lot of problems, you, yeah. but with problems come opportunities. It exactly. sounds like you're doing that over at Ambac. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, let's just say this. If you've been listening to the heavy duty parts report here, I'm your host, Tyler Robertson. Again, Jamie, we miss you. Hope Hopefully we'll see you here at the next one. I know he's doing some more live events going on. Yeah. Robert, are you guys going to be doing some other events this year in 2022? Or is this, is this kind of the only one that's on the books right now? Uh, so we'll be with you guys on the, at the at the virtual conference. Yep. Um, and we'll be at Apex. And, and then throughout the year, we do training. And um, actually, we need to talk about a training program. Perfect. Um, so you'll see us around. And if you and if you ever want to keep up with us, you know, subscribe to our blog and uh, you'll get all the updates. Well, and thank you for mentioning the virtual expo. So this year we're excited. We took our virtual expo. Mm -hmm. uh, Another company in the space was doing one. We said, hey, let's let's do them together and do one really, really big one. So it's exciting times, I think, for everybody. Uh, The evolution of everything. Can't be happy with what you're currently doing. You got to be a little bit better, that 1% better. We're trying to do the exact same thing. So you've been listening here. I've had Robert Ursherwood with the CEO of Ambac International. To learn more about Ambac and their fuel injection products, visit ambacinternational.com forward slash aftermarket. Again, Robert, thank you for being on the heavy duty parts report. Uh, Thank you very much. We'll see you.